Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Saratova Best Parshas Nasa. We are in the days after Shavuos. And really, here's a little secret to start off. The days after the Shabbos after Shavuos, in a sense, is the highest Shabbos of the whole world, of the whole year. Now, we know that it seems like every Shabbos, you know, is, which there are so many Shabbos that we can say this is the culmination. But we'll see in a minute that the time of Matan Taira is what it is. But it, everything receives its elevation on Shabbos. If something significant happens on Monday, that's all lifted up by the Shabbos after that Monday. So this is the week that Matan Taira was on two weekdays, and whatever was accomplished in Matan Taira is lifted up on the Shabbos afterwards. So we're approaching an incredibly significant Shabbos, and we want to know where it's going to take us, because we certainly know that we need to get to, uh, <laughs> we need to get to Geula. There isn't much of anywhere else to go. Okay. So, but at the same time, it's Parshas Nasa, and here's the other question we want to know. How do you transform your everyday life? You know, you're going to Home Depot, you have to choose some tile for the floor, something like that. How do you transform that? Or a piece of linoleum, or you have to decide which of the carpeting on the roll are you going to get them to cut, and how are they going to fit it in your car? You know, pretty uh, uninteresting stuff. So, do we just keep living same old, same old, just doing things the way you ever did things? Is, is Does anything ever change? Is it that what's going to be in as we go into your Meis Mashiach? Is it going to be that we're going to learn much deeper stuff? But the way we act in Home Depot and Home Depot and think about Home Depot, and the way we think about who's going to do the work when you get them the piece of carpet, is that going to be the same? Nothing changes. Nothing's new under the sun. So let's look. So in this Parsha, Parsha Nasa, the question is, what does it have to do with Matan Taira? And it's emphasized in several things. In this case, it's the Shabbos right after Matan Taira, right after Shavuos, which means, as we just said, everything is elevated. And um, and and there's something called Yemeyat Tashlumim, which is the 12 days. I think, from the beginning of Sivan until the 12th of Sivan. These are very important days of Matan Tyrant, essentially. And then, what is Parshas Nasa all about? So that's the, that's the Nikudu we want to start with now. Nasa. Here's, here's the Home Depot part. Nasa Esraish. What is, what does the Pusik say? When we look at the Parsha, it says, Nasa Esraish B'nai Gershon Gamhain. That's the way the Parsha starts. It has something to do with lifting up the head of B'nai Gershon. So this whole Parsha, we know the half shekel, you're half, I'm half, we know all that. But there's something in this Parsha that's called Nasa. Nasa is lift up, carry and lift up. Well, first thing is, oh, that's good news, because we were just asking the question, will I ever change the way I deal with Home Depot? You know, I, I keep switching back and forth from... Should I go to this branch or that branch? Or, you know, you put in your zip code and I'm like, oh, no, they don't have the carpeting that I need in that one. Well, do they have it here? Well, will they get it? Can you order it online? But they didn't get it. That stuff, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I want to lift it up. I'm tired, 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 exhausted 
of thinking, oh, no, I bet it's not going to work out. I bet I'll go to this store, and when I get there, they will have sold out the last piece of carpeting, and now I'll have to go to another store. I bet that's what it is. I bet it's all going to fall apart. What is that? I bet another gullus will settle into my life. I bet this mundane part of my life is going to be yet another piece of the gullus puzzle. That's what we say. When we are worriers or negative people, you know, maybe some of us know how to worry or be negative, or we know people who know how to worry or be negative. What are we basically saying? What are we worrying about? We're worrying that as much gullus as we experience now, we're going to have even more gullus heaped on our plate. Hi, would you like a serving plate? Yeah, small or big? Big. What do you, well, what do you need so much room for on your plate? More gullus. It's called the gullus dinner plate. It's not a little six-inch plate. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the size of the whole table. And we just, you know, would you like another serving of gullus? And it becomes an addiction. Hi, would you like, a, you know, what would you like? A little schnitzel there, a little salad. Would you like some mashed potatoes on the side? No, you know, if you just give me a bigger heaping of gullus, please. Oh, sure, no problem. We have plenty of that. For that, you need a bigger plate. No problem. I'll make a bigger plate. And we do that in life. We make the vessel. We make sure we have a big enough vessel to incorporate more and more darkness and gullus because we have been somehow convinced by however, I'm not even going to say whomever, however, whatever, that you need to just have a lot of place in your life for a lot of gullus because that's reality. In the end, they say, oh, this is so nice that you learned Torah and all these upbeat ideas. It's very sweet. <laughs> it's so sweet. But in the end, and this is what this is what most people will say, it's very sweet that when you learn Torah, you, you, you talk about all these really upbeat ideas. It's so sweet. But in the end, let's face reality. That's what people say. What are they saying reality is? Go with Really? The prevailing attitude is these upbeat kind of Pollyanna type of people. They're not 100% nishmat alamin. They're not uh, really facing reality. The real realistic people are the people who feel like, you know, let's face it, life is not going to work out. Life is not a bowl of cherries. So here we have a question in Parshish Nasa. Is life a bowl of cherries or is life a bowl of pips? Cherry pips. That's the question. Some people will say it's cherry pits. Some of us have a lot of clients who say that. Other people will say it's a bowl of cherries. Or other people will say it has the potential to be a bowl of cherries if we don't insist on it being a bowl of pits. So, and you say, really? For you, life is a bowl of pits? They say, yeah. I mean, I'll just give you an example. I just had to go to Home Depot, and I had to get carpeting. And they said on the website that they had, and when I got there, they didn't even have what I needed. And now I had to—I I, I ended up without carpeting, and don't ask what I had to go through. These are non-dangerous problems. But this just solidifies for people the feeling that, let's face reality, you aren't going to have what you want, and it's certainly not going to come to you easily. Life is not easy. Life is dark gullus. And prepare yourself a very big plate so that we can dish out more gullus and more gullus and more gullus. And they'll bring proof. This is the world today. Welcome to the world today. So here's the Parsha. 
Here's Parshas Nosson says, upgrade, upgrade, upgrade. Nosson Rush, lift up your head. What should I upgrade from? I should upgrade from thinking, I should upgrade from thinking that, of course, it's not going to work out. Life is tough. The upgrade would be, why shouldn't it work out? Life is gu'uladik. Now, it becomes difficult when you do the upgrade to why shouldn't it work out when Rahman Fun, Rahman Fun, we have things happening in the world that are very painful. So most people would say, you see those painful things? And they really did happen. And they really... And they really sort of are happening. Okay, so again, so back to that. So, so, um, we're, we're after a little break, we're taking a, going back. So, the idea of Nathas Reich is, um, lift up, lift up your head. Let's lift up your mindset. What should I lift it up from? From the idea that it's not going to work out to the idea that it will work out. So, what do you do with all the evidence that Rahmanuslan, there's so many difficult things happening in the world. Some people will use that as more proof that it won't work out. Let's pick, let, we have the pink team and the blue team. The pink team, the red team and the blue team. The red team, you know, danger, danger, danger. The red team says it will not work, life will not work out. And they use as proof, look at what's going on in the world. You can't dispute what's going on in the world. What are you going to say? It's not happening? It is happening. So they use it as proof for the red team to say, red team wins, red team wins, red team wins. It won't work out. Life will never work. Life will never work. It's so bad. It's so bad. Red team wins. Right? That's what the red team does. They say, we have proof that we are right. We're going to win the, the color war because look at all the bad things going on in the world. You can't say, no, they're not happening. Now, then there's a blue team that says, even though, Rahman, we see what's going on in the world, it's going to work out. So that's a harder one to pull off because there's more evidence by the minute to show that red team will win. It's not going to work out. You see things working out in the world, it's getting worse. So how can you even, how can you even in your mundane life think that, oh no, I just need a little 10 foot piece of carpeting. Will it work or will it not? Will I get it easily? Will I, you know, will it work out with the carpeting? The red team says, of course not. Look what's going on in the world. So much pain, so much suffering. You're going to get carpeting? Are you kidding? The blue team says, even though, Rahman this is happening, why shouldn't life work out? Not everything has to be gullistic. So the red team and the green and the blue team are kind of debating. I'm not going to say fighting it out. Debating it out. Who's going to win? So comes along the Parsha right after Matantaira and says, let's get the blue team to win. Not this rush. Lift up your head. What do you mean lift up your head? Let's change your mindset. What should I change my mindset about? What do you mean? Right now, you're a fan of the red team. You're, 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 you're voting. You're, you're cheering for the red team. Red team's gonna win. Life is bad. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. 
right now your head, your right, your mind, your brain is saying, red team wins. Let's, not this right means, let's lift up your brain, your perspective, your mindset to allow blue team to win. To see that, yes, it will work out. Really. So watch this. So the blue team has as proof. So each one, you know, they have their lawyers and their prosecutors. So the red team says, we can prove to you that we're going to win. Okay, how? Look at current events. Hmm? What are you going to say? Okay, the blue team says, we can prove to you that we're going to win. Really, how? What does Tyra tell us about the future? Mashiach. Mashiach signs will be good? Yes. Yes. Very good. Amazing. Perfect. Incredible. Okay. So the re- so the blue team is saying, in the future, which is, it, please God, going to be this second, the present at any given second turns into the future and then it's the, pre- the present again, and then it becomes the present, is an amazing reality. So... So we're so we're we're proving that we're going to win. That life is good and life will work out. Life will work out. As soon as we transition to full geula, you won't have any more problem with carpeting at Home Depot. I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm trivializing. I don't, you know. And the blue team and the red team will say, "Let's not talk about carpeting. Come on, let's 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 be realistic. Look what's going on, you know, in the world." So that's why the red team pulls rank. They come up with really scary, awful things, current events, and they really look like they're going to win. But the blue team has Tyra on its side. We know the truth about where the world is going. Into Yemais and Mashiach. So one thing is right here, right now. That's the red team. Maybe. It's really, not really. The red team is using as evidence not things that are happening at this second, things that happened a split second ago. By the time they're using it and citing it as evidence, it already is over. There was a Scud missile. Yes, a second ago there at Rahmanuslan, there was a Scud missile. So the red team is saying a second ago that and that happened. That proves that the negative approach is right. It's always, if it happens a second ago, it'll always happen. It'll never stop happening. The horrors will never stop. That's called, as the Rebbe says, that's called extrapolation, not interpolation. Extrapolation means based on what I see, I assume that it'll continue in that, neg- in that way forever. So they're extrapolating the red team. Life has been bad forever, especially for Jews. It will always be bad. Now, blue team is interpolating. They're saying, add to the whole puzzle. In Gullus, the whole puzzle says like this. In Gullus, life is very complex. It's difficult. And then we transition into Gullula, and the idea of bad life is over. And blue team says, once the Rebbe announced, he is in Moshiach Farba 30 years ago, to stick to the idea that reality is what the red team says is completely inconsistent with Torah. 
So red team is quoting what they see with their eyes. Blue team is quoting what they see with their their eyes, their Torah eyes. Parsha says, Nasus Reish, lift up your head. Lift up your, your way of thinking from, but I see it with my own eyes, to, but I see it with the eyes of Torah. It's enough. We've already been there, done that, as they say. What did we have? Maishra Benu said, I'm coming back after 40 days. I went up to get the Tyra. I'm coming back after 40 days. Our eyes of Tyra, our brain, our intellect of Tyra, our head of Tyra said, we have nothing to worry about. Maishra Benu promised us. Our physical eyes saw Maishra Benu in a coffin. So, excuse me, so which one won? Well, for the men, the physical eyes won. For the women, the eyes of Torah won. It was a battle then. So been there, done that. Red team, blue team, red team, blue team, red team, blue team. So this Shabbos, we're being empowered through Torah because it's Parshat Nasa and because it's the Shabbos after Shavuot, after Matan Tyrus, it's a whole new year. We're being empowered to now join the blue team. And it's not unrealistic. The more we all join the blue team, the more the red people will, red team people will start to feel a little bit ashamed and real, and, and not claim that they are, they stand for reality. They don't stand for reality. They stand for gullous reality. So, again, it's simpler to speak about it than to live that way. No question. So, let's look at what it says. Not this rush. Lift up the head. We've just explained that one. How do you lift up your mindset? You lift up your head. What do you do with your head? You think. With your head, you don't drill, you know, drill holes in the wall. You know, if you have to put a light fixture up, you, you know, you use your hands, etc. You have to think about it. So, so what you primarily do with your head, not this right, this head that you have to lift up, you think. What do you think? You learn. How do you think you learn? What do you learn? The the apex of all your learning, the apex of the the highest level thing that you can do with your head is learn Torah. In other words, if you really want to use your head for what it was really created for, you can use it to figure out which carpeting you're going to get, which sometimes you have to. But mainly, but, but that, you know, it's not so hard. The main reason you were given a head is to learn Torah. So, Nasas Reish means lift up your learning of Torah. Lift up the way you learn Torah. What do you mean? I thought it meant stop thinking about the carpeting all day and use your head to learn Torah. It doesn't mean that at all. No. Somebody has to choose the carpet. Right? If you walked in the shul, 
you walked in the base medrash to learn, and they had carpeting there, or they had really nice flooring. Somebody chose it. Somebody had to use their head to choose it. It wasn't an avera like, oh, this is disgusting. They wasted their time thinking. Somebody had to choose the chairs that you're sitting on in the base medrash where you're giving the shir. They're not lower than 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 us because we're learning, and they were they, they they were choosing chairs, and we learn. No, well, it's not if you learn or you think about which chairs to get. The people who chose the chairs was very important. They had to get chairs that will work, that are it's a lot to think about. Chairs that are sturdy, that will last. Chairs that um, are washable, if it's in a base medrash. Chairs that are comfortable. There's a lot of stuff to think about with chairs. Chairs at a good price, too. It's a lot. So the thing isn't, you know, how do these people waste their time on chairs? I'm sitting and learning. That's, a, that's sort of, I don't know, a little bit of a mm, classical attitude that's settled into Yiddishkeit. But that's not the Indian. The Indian is not, is more, how do you do it? Okay, so here is the revolution. When you, now let's just go back to the physical. You lift up your head, you lift up your body. We've said this, sorry, sorry, many times, you know, a lot of people grew up being told, sit up straight. Sit up straight. Right? Let's sit up straight means, don't slouch. Why shouldn't you slouch? I don't know why you weren't supposed to slouch. But not too many people grew up in families where they said slouching is good. Um, not if you're Jewish. You're supposed to sit up straight. By the way, so when you sit up straight, if you're slouching, let's say you're sitting in your chair and your height is three feet, two, two inches when you're slouching. So now sit up straight. Now you're going to be three foot seven inches. You are going to be taller because you're sitting up straight. Your back is straight. Your shoulders are back. Your head is up. So it turns out that the whole immune system is lifted up. And then, of course, if you're smiling, that really does a whole important thing for the immune system. But if you're sitting up straight, if you're slouching, it's one thing. uh, Oh, there's a reason for it. If you're slouching, I think all of the um, inner middle section organs all get squished together and they don't get a lot of air around them and they they don't function at their peak. Now, that's one of the reasons you want to lift up your arms every day and you want to breathe deeply. We went to some seven. And you want to breathe deeply, lift up your arms, because what you do is you lift up all the middle, all the inner organs, the intestines, and all the stuff around it, and you, for a few minutes, you separate them from each other so that there's air around each one of them, and they get some space, some breathing room, whatever, and it's very important for those organs. So you need to lift up your arms, breathe deeply. You know, they always say, try to reach the ceiling. I never knew why. So now we know. So how much more, well, okay, so that's the exercise. But how is that simulated? Not everybody walks down the street lifting up their arms. But that means if you're slouching, they're really squished together. It's not good for the immune system. It's not good for the whole system to work. 
I guess, slow kishkas, etc. you know, like slow down. So instead of slouching, you want to be sitting up straight, standing up straight. Everything in your middle section is separated from each, each other. They get air. They function well. The person functions well. Good immune system, good blood flow, good energy flow, etc. Okay, now we have the biological picture. So we want to sit up straight and we want to stand up straight. Part of the posture, sitting up straight and standing up straight, is head up. Nasa es reich. Lift up your head. And if you lift up your head, but by the way, if you're slouching, you're slouching, so you just lift up your head, it automatically will lift up all the other parts of the body. In a sense, it even lifts up the foot. Because the whole immune system becomes aligned and is lifted up. So, let's go back. That's, in the, that's, that's the biological part. What does that mean in Avaida? The body, your feet, your, you know, your hands, your feet, etc. That's your Avaida in mundane life. Home Depot, choosing the carpet, which color do you want? Uh, you know, grab a shopping cart. Take the faucet out, you know, off the shelf, put it in the shopping cart. That's what you do with your hands and your feet, primarily. So, when you go to pay, they just say, which, you know, they just ask you, you know, they say, just please put the faucet in the box over here on the, and, and, and we'll check it out. They don't really care at that point. If you know sikhas and if you learn the dvarmas or not, they're just like hands feet. Do, 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 do. That's the physical world. That's your avaita in the world. That's your avaita in mundane stuff. And the way we approach the mundane world is we do mitzvahs. Why am I buying a faucet? What do you mean? Know Hashem in all your ways. With a faucet? Yeah. You have to wash your hands. Why do you have to wash your hands? What do you mean? Before you do a mitzvah, you wash your hands. What do you need for you to do that? Water. Where am I going to get water? Faucet. Oh, right. I don't have a well in front of my my house. So I buy a faucet. Why do I buy a faucet? So I can wash my hands to purify them so that I can do the next mitzvah. Oh. So that means... Working backwards, buying a faucet is on some level a vita session. And I want to do it right. I want to do it with the right kavana. Why are you buying this faucet? I want to purify my hands to do the mitzvahs right. It's in Yanni Rish, it's called Koma Techa Yuza Shem Shemayim. Everything you do, you do the Shem Shemayim. And the Cholderechecha De'eu, which is even higher. No Hashem in all your ways. We need to do it in a way of nasa. Lift it up. Why are you buying a faucet? I don't know. Why are you choosing this faucet? I don't know. I like it. No, 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 no. That was the old days. You don't just buy a faucet because you like it. Why should you buy a nicer faucet? You can get a faucet for $32. Why should you spend $132? Um... Because it will enhance whatever. 
enhance the Chabad house, you know, make people feel like, oh, wow, this is such a nice thing. Let's wash our hands, you know, let's use this thing. Whatever, wow, uh, we want to beautify the service of Hashem. Otherwise, why are you spending, so, $132 on a faucet? Maybe only 32 now, Even 32 is too much. Even $3.20 is too much. Even 32 cents is too much for a faucet. If I'm not using it for the service of Hashem in some way. It's not how much I spend. It's, it's, not, it's not a mitzvah or the opposite of a mitzvah. In other words, it's not a bad thing to spend more money on something. It's why are you spending it? Why am I buying a faucet? Why am I washing my hands? I don't know why I'm washing my hands. Hands are sticky. No, you're washing your hands for a bit of Hashem. Washing your hands as a part of the binion of the third day English. So, now, here's what happens. When you lift up your head, you lift up your whole body. That one we just finished explaining. Which means when you lift up your learning, the way you learn Torah, you lift up the way you use the rest of your limbs. When you lift up your holy Avaida, how you learn Tyra, it elevates how you do your life in mundane things. How you act in, in Home Depot, how you make decisions. One lifts up the other. Nasus Reich, lift up your head. Lift up how you learn Tyra, and you'll be able to buy a faucet with a different mindset which was what we mentioned at the beginning. How do I change my mundane life? So I'm just not doing the same thing, the same thing, the same same old, same old, with the same old mindset. And remember we said, who's going to win, red team or blue team? It's never going to work out. It will work out. Who's going to win? If I'm learning Torah in the higher way, the blue team is more likely to win in my mundane life. If I'm being more geuladic in the way I learn Torah, I'm learning, and we'll see at the end of this dicha, I'm learning the <clears throat> aspects of Torah that are in Yana Mashiach Geula, then it's going to lift up the way I conduct myself in my mundane life. Let's see it in the Pasuk. It says, Nasas Reish B'nai Gershon Gamhein. Lift up the heads of B'nai Gershon. They too. Them as well. As, what do you mean them as well? The way I commanded B'nai Kahas, that's what Rashi says. The Pasuk says, lift up the heads of B'nai Gershon, them too. And Rashi says, what do you mean them too? Rashi says, the way I told B'nai Kahas. What does that mean? There are three families. When they were carrying the Mishkan and the parts of the Mishkan, there are three families. Of Shavit, Shavit Lady, Kahaz. There's Gershon, Mirari, and Kahaz. There are different parts of the Mishkan. There are the curtains, there are the boards, there are the silver vessels, there are different parts. And then there's, and those are the more mundane things. You know, curtains, boards, the external, the tenth type of things, the tenth pieces. And then there are the holy parts, the more obviously holy parts of the Mishkan, the Aram. So who carried what? They divided it up among the three families. So, um, 
Benay Gershon carry uh, uh, carry the ureus, I guess the curtains, the different curtain things, and Benay Merari a different part of the Mishkan. So that family Gershon, right? They were carrying all that curtainy type of stuff. They're the you know, they're the ones who can relate to Home Depot the most. Where do you go? You know, you need the. They're the ones that, if there were carpets, they're the, that's the carpet stuff. You know, wait, do you want tiles for the floor? Do you want carpeting? Do you want this kind of countertop? Which kind of faucet? That's what they were doing, carrying that kind of stuff, the Home Depot stuff. That's B'nai Gershon. And B'nai Merari, also different. B'nai Kahat, they're carrying the Aram. They don't go to, they're not going to Home Depot. B'nai Kahat. They're sitting in a base measure. They're learning deep levels of Tyra. Different advices. So here the Pusik says, lift up the heads of B'nai Gershon. The Home Depot guys? Them too. What do you mean them too? The way is same way that I commanded to B'nai Kahat. Says Hashem, I commanded B'nai Kahat. Lift yourselves up. Move up to a higher frequency. You carry the holy part. You're the ones who carry the Aaron. You're the ones who carry the learning of Tyra. You're the sitting in seclusion learning Tyra, deep levels of Tyra, the deep mystics, the Nekahas. When And when it comes to actually traveling and having to actually physically carry things, leave the base medrash and actually physically walk and physically carry, you carry the Aaron, which housed the the, the Luchas. That's what you do. You, you don't, the B'nai Kos, they just never went to, to Home Depot. So they are being commanded. It says, it says, B'nai Kos is being commanded. Lift up to a higher frequency. The way you learn Tyra, upgrade to the next level. And the Pusik says that the Pusik is talking about, who's the Pusik talking to? The Home Depot guys. This part is about people who go to Home Depot. Not people who sit in the base measures. Not just Rish, Rish B'nai Gershon. Lift up the heads of B'nai Gershon, the guys who go to Home Depot. Lift their heads. Lift up the way you go to Home Depot. Lift up the way I, well, for me this is great, because what do you think I'm going to do when I finish... Obviously, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to figure out. But after I finish teaching this sicha, I am going to go to Home Depot. Believe it, right? That's the B'nai Gershon. This is who the Parsha is referring to. It's who, who the Parsha is speaking to. And what they're being told is, and what we're being told, because by the way, we all have in us the, a B'nai, B'nai Gershon, in this generation, of B'nai Merari and B'nai Kahat. We, most of us do go to some kind of store or order online or something, and we also learn Torah. So I can relate to all three families. In fact, everybody I know can relate to all three families. We, 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 we do the Avaita of all three families. Everybody at some point goes to the supermarket to you know, buy cucumbers, or they order from the supermarket, or somebody just brings it to their house, or something, or 
apply for EBT card online or something. That's B'nai Gershom. Says Hashem, the Gullah's way isn't going to work anymore. It's just over and done with. Over and out. Roger, over and out. Gone, done, over and out. We move on to something higher now. We move up to what's something higher? Red team wins or blue team wins? Oh, I'm going to go to Home Depot. I know. Wow, they're not going to have what I need. And then I'm going to order it and it'll, it'll, it'll arrive two months from now and the whole thing will, everything will be mistimed and they're going to get the wrong thing and they're going to cut it the wrong size. I know, I know, I know. It's never going to work. Red team one, red team one, red team one in my life. Hashem says, please, should you give a chance to the blue team already? Let's be upbeat about this. We're going to be Mashiach. The red team is going to win, to lose once and for all. Join the right team, blue team. Blue team will win. Blue team will win. Go, blue team, go. Go, blue, go. Go, blue, go. Go, blue, go. I forgot about the political uh, considerations. We'll leave that one. So, <laughs> we're not even going to touch that one. So, the way we do it, how do I, in my mundane life, when I think about how things are going to work out in everyday life, how do I get to, sh- to shift that? I'm so used to decades of being pessimistic about whether things will work out. And even if they work out, it's like, yeah, big deal. It won't work out in the future. We all know that mindset. Didn't this and this work out? And you're like, okay, that was a fluke. I remember actually, I remember when I was, I was looking for a shidduch and I was in a certain place in Canada. And I was in Ottawa and I was going to university. I was speaking to this young woman. And I said, you know, I'd like to find a shidduch. And she said, well, you're never going to find a shidduch in Ottawa. So forget it. It's not going to happen here. So there's nobody here. I said, but it could be. And actually what ended up happening is a young woman that I knew um, came to visit her brother for two weeks from Israel, from Syria Shmona. And she was staying with me and um, in Ottawa. And they had just started a new day school in Ottawa. So the, and I was one of the teachers or something, or a teacher's assistant. And so this young fellow who was the driver of the school bus had to drop off the keys um, to me, and I was going to give them to the principal or something like that. So he drove up and he walked onto my porch, and he said, oh, here are the keys. Please make sure that you give them to the principal. Um, and uh, this young woman, and now this young man, he had come, he lived in Israel, and he was from Ottawa, and he had come to visit his family for a month or two in Ottawa, and that's why he had this temporary job driving the school bus. And so he walked on my porch and gave me the keys, and he sat down for a minute to talk, and there was this young woman who lived in Israel who was visiting for two weeks from her, uh, visiting her brother in Ottawa for two weeks when she was in Israel. And they started to talk, and they talked, and they talked, and they talked, and they got married <laughs> to each other. 
where did they meet each other? In Ottawa. They both lived in Israel, and they met in Ottawa. So, so here's a young woman saying to me, if you want to get married, you'll never find, you'll never meet anyone in Ottawa. So I asked her, I said, you're married, right? I said, yeah. I said, well, where did you meet your husband? She said, in Ottawa. And I said, well, <laughs> what happened to that idea that you can't possibly get married in Ottawa? She said, oh, that was a total fluke. That was a total fluke. Okay, that's red team. Red team one. It'll never work. It'll never work. Nobody gets married in, nobody meets anybody in Ottawa. The whole Ottawa never, like, nobody, like, don't happen in Ottawa. That's ridiculous. She got married, right? It doesn't happen in Ottawa. That's red team one. It'll never work. It'll never work. It'll never work. Blue team says, why shouldn't it? Hashem creates the world at every single second. It's brand new. New opportunities. New situations. That's blue team wins. So, to pull it all together, how do I switch over to feeling that way? Blue team wins in everyday life. That's what the Pasuk says. Lift up the heads of Bnei Gershon like you lift up the head of Bnei Kahat. When you lift up the way you learn Tyra, it will lift up your mundane life. If I learn Tyra in a more Geuladic way, it will cause me to make more Geuladic decisions and be more Geuladic about the mundane stuff. Just like we said, you physically lift up your head and it physically lifts up, lifts up, lifts up the rest of you, hat, arms, hands, legs, everything, feet, the whole thing. How I use my head to learn Tyra, how I learn Tyra lifts up how I live in the mundane world. Um, So we're going to end off this section, and uh, we're going to learn this in several more parts and several more audios. Um, we're going to end off this section with a bracha, that as we say, it is, we are entering the Shabbos of Parshas Nasa, which is an unbelievable elevation. And therefore, everything we've been speaking about in the past number of minutes, this ability to lift up and, and high, move to a higher frequency, it becomes entirely possible incredibly possible and doable because the time that we're stepping into, we already stepped into Shavuot, the time of Matantara, which makes all of this doable. The time makes it, um, it makes it all possible. And then coming to the Shabbos after Shavuot, this switches over from being a really nice idea but feeling impossible becoming totally possible because the time and the Parsha and all energies are synced up to enable us to do this with relative ease, to step into that new frequency and never go back down to the old frequency. So red team will not win, blue team will win, blue team will win. So we say, Hashem, we want before this Shabbos of Parsha Nasa to be lifted up to the Beit Shlishi, to the Gula Mitzvah immediately now. Please tune in to subsequent um, parts of this sicha, and we look forward to being together in the basement of the Shishlishi.